evening and welcome to the service of the Harvest Baptist Temple. Good to see every one of you here. Let's go ahead and stand together. We'll open the service with the chorus, Greater is He that is in me. Father, Lord, thank you so much for your love and your mercy. Lord, thank you so much for the power, Lord, that we know you have. Lord, thank you so much for allowing us to be here this evening, allowing us to have this time where we can come and be refreshed in the middle of the week. And Lord, I pray that as we do come together, Lord, that we will be edified, we will be encouraged, Lord, we will, uh, that, Lord, we will lift you up to where you should be, Lord, as King of kings and Lord of lords. And I pray that you will, Lord, be glorified this evening, work in our hearts, move in our spirits. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Take your hymn books and turn to 774. 774 when the roll is called up yonder. When the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more, and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair, when the saved on earth shall gather over on the other shore, and the roll singing a couple pages over to 762. 762, what a day that will be.
his face, the one who saved me by his grace. And he leads me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. There'll be no sorrow there. There'll be no What a day that will be. Listen, that last verse, the second verse, there'll be no sorrow there, no more burdens to bear, no more sickness, no more pain, no more parting over there. And forever, forever, we're going to be with the one who died for each and every one of us. Praise the Lord for that. What a day that will be be. Amen. That's exciting. But here's the thing. Right now, we have a time when there still is pain, when there's still a sorrow. But we have a Savior who understands pain, and he understands sorrow. And so we know that we can take that to Jesus. Let's go ahead and sing 636. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly, listen, he kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his own. Let's sing 636, I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will help tell Jesus I cannot bear my burdens alone I must tell Jesus I must tell Jesus Jesus can help me Jesus alone I must tell Jesus all of my trouble Yeah. 
Amen. Can we go ahead and sing 526, 526, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. We'll sing the first and the last verse. Let's try that again. Going into the fourth verse. say amen. amen. All right, we got to put it on the books. What a day that will be, amen. I love that verse, no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more pain over there. Me and Miss Brenda, we were back there singing, and we agreed when we get to heaven, didn't we, Miss Brenda? She said when she gets her glorified legs, we're going to race, and so it is scheduled. You are our witnesses. Hey, isn't that going to be a good day, church? I'm going to tell you what a day that will be. When our Jesus we shall see. Let's take a few moments tonight if we could. Turn around. Let somebody know you're happy to see him. Let's welcome him.
may be seated. So I am going to warn you, uh, I have asked Brother Charles, as we have slowly risen to the mid-70s in the sanctuary, we're going to turn that back just a skosh. So those of you who took your jackets off during the time of handshaking, keep them handy, all right? So, But it's good to be in the house of God tonight, amen? All right, a couple of announcements. I want to remind our church family, if we could, about this coming Sunday night. We're going to have Brother Mike Drust and his family with us giving a report about what God is doing in the corner of the world that he has called the Drust family to, that is Albania and the surrounding regions. And so looking forward to that. Uh, missions is a big deal, amen? amen? Taking the gospel to every creature is a big deal. And so excited to hear about uh, what the Lord is doing in and through the Drust family in Albania and that region of the world. I remind everybody about the Easter Choir. Uh, now through Easter, the times are there on the screens. Would love to have you be a part. Also, a couple other things, and we've been announcing these for a little while. Spring share is right around the corner. We'd love to have you be a part of this uh, biannual event. If you can help bring in food, uh, sign up at the Welcome Center. You can see the spaces where meals are still needed. Uh, if you can help to answer phones, uh, you can see at the Welcome Center where that is needed as well. You say, well, I don't know what to say. That's all right. Brother Dave provides you a script. All you have to do is know how to read. And uh, if you don't know how to read, we'll read it and you just repeat after us. So we will. We'll remove every barrier. If you are willing, we can use your help. And so sign up at the Welcome Center. We'd love to have you be a part, whether it's for one hour um, or multiple hours throughout the week. And then as well, reminding our church family about the youth group camp fundraiser Krispy Kreme sale. Uh, Not tonight, through uh, sales and orders are being taken tonight through Sunday. And then after Sunday, the teens are going to submit their order. And then we're going to have Krispy Kreme Donut Night on March the 12th. And so we use this as a church fellowship. And so a time just for us to uh, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. And so that will take place on March the 12th after the evening service. And uh, with that as well, helping the kids to go to camp. Well, I'm glad to be with you tonight. What a beautiful day God has given us. Looking forward to continue to worship Him together. We're going to pause now, ask Him to be honored and glorified in the giving of our tithes and offerings tonight. Brother Ken Lauro, if you would, would you stand right where you are? Ask the Lord's blessing on tonight's tithe and offering.
Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Thank you, orchestra. And this is Wired for ministering in music tonight. Well, it is our Wednesday night service, and uh, we make it a priority to pause on Wednesday nights to pray with one another, to pray for one another, because we believe in a God who hears and answers prayer. Amen. And uh, we're going to do that again tonight. I need a couple of guys to help me. If I could get Drayden, I'm going to volunteer you. And uh, let's see, Isaiah, I'm going to volunteer you as well. You can set your stuff there. A couple of young people who have the joy of enduring my math class every day. There's no extra credit here, but in heaven there are rewards. (laughs) So we've got, uh, I think... David, you can see whatever microphones they have. So, uh, I do have a couple of requests that I would like the church to pray for. Uh, most of these are physical, medical in nature, but just things that have come up uh, that, uh, church, we need to pray for. First, uh, if we could pray for Mike Desinet. Uh For those of you who don't know, uh, a while back, Mike went on dialysis and has just had a ton of trouble Um, Just a lot of pain, a lot of physical difficulties. Well, he had some tests recently that showed he had some liver issues going on as well. And so they've told him he needs to get into a specialist uh, in the very near future. And so uh, we just need to pray for Mike tonight. I'll pray for Miss Rachel uh, that the Lord would uh, just just touch them in a special way. And uh, Mike's just in need of some healing. So if we could pray for Mike, uh, specifically Mike and Rachel, that would be great. For the Bryants, Jim and Kay, um, had the opportunity to visit with them today. They just had uh, several pretty significant losses in their family recently and just some difficulty there. So if we could pray for Jim and Kay Bryant, um, that would be, I know, a blessing. Continue to pray for uh, Brother Charles and Miss Virginia Sanderson. Uh, just The Lord would just continue to touch them and strengthen them, uh, raise them up. Um, continue to pray, if we could, church, for Miss Glenda Slaymaker. Uh, got to spend some time with her this past weekend, and uh, just physically, she's just really struggling. Uh, and so, uh, Miss Glenda, um, I, I know, greatly appreciates uh, the prayers and the encouragement uh, from the church. So, if we could continue to pray for Glenda. And then as well for uh, Miss Linda Klotz. And so uh, she was volunteering here today and then ended up having to go to the hospital. Um, So they did send her home this evening, but they told her she needs to go to a specialist tomorrow. And so um, just need to pray for her that the Lord would give clarity and direction uh, for Linda and just some medical issues in her life. Miss Jean, uh, would you mind giving an update on your mama? That'd be, uh, Isaac, can we bring a microphone up? Um, <clears throat> well, I, I do have to say her spirits are good, and um, she has started therapy. Uh, we went to a specialist for her shoulder today, and uh, they said they are not going to do surgery, that when it heals, she probably won't be able to like do that, but she'll be able to use her arm. So my uh, prayer request is just that the bones do heal. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We'll continue to pray for that. Um, thank you, Miss Jean. Are there any other requests tonight? Looks like got one over here. If you have a prayer request, you can slip up your hand, and we'll get you get your microphone. 
Yes. Okay. So we can continue, church, to pray for Chelsea. Prayer for my sister Jade and okay. her grandson, Micah Chase. Okay. He hasn't been doing well, and he's supposed to be at the emergency room. So okay. please pray for the whole situation. Absolutely. Thank you. Brother Lee. Yes, uh, I have a couple of the gentlemen that, uh, that I work with at the uh, St. Kind Jail. They both asked me if, I, if we would pray as a church for uh, family members. The one gentleman, his mom, uh, has, has uh, going through kidney failure and dialysis and things of that nature. And the other one, his wife, is a stage three cancer. Hmm. Oh, he's just asking for prayer because obviously he can't be there with her right, right. now. So just asking that the church would pray. Amen. And church, let's continue to pray for the jail ministry as well. The Lord is opening some incredible doors uh, for Lee and others to go and take the word of God in. Uh, for those of you who may not have heard, he gave testimony Sunday night, I believe, about how some of the men that he was ministering to in the jail were sending other fellow inmates who had questions about salvation. Well, you need to go talk to the guy who comes on Wednesday. And so they were, they were helping to, to, to sow and plant and send them Lee's way. So the Lord's doing some wonderful things there in the jail ministry. And so we need to continue to pray for that as well. Miss Savannah. Um, I'm just asking for prayer for my youngest sister. She is freshly 18 and the world is just eating her up alive, and she's just struggling with some strongholds. And along with my oldest brother, he also is facing battles with his own strongholds, and he recently just got out of jail, and I am just hoping that he can, there's an opening there, and that he can get help and get, find some salvation. Amen. Amen. Certainly can pray for that. Chuck? If you'd continue in prayer for my sister, her name's Kathy Miyako. And if you don't like me to spell it, I will. Um, if you continue just in prayer for her salvation. Yeah. We've been praying for a while. Amen. Keep on. Keep on praying, Chuck's sister, Kathy, for salvation. Joshua? Yeah. I'd like to pray for all the families that have family members that are struggling with addictions and the sick and suffering and the yeah. children that have no choice. Amen. Isaac, you bring one up to Miss Janet. Well, I have a couple. Um, one, please pray for the uh, jail ministry, as Pastor mentioned. There's also a particular lady among many there that the prayers are needed for their salvation. One has came back to Christ. She's going to be getting out soon. Her name is Tammy. Um, and this is going to be very difficult because she doesn't have a large support group around her. And there she has been a slave to the addiction for over 20 years. Mm. So this is um, a 
hard time for her, but yet an exciting time. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's the first time she's been clean for quite a while. Um, so I ask that prayers for Tammy. I also ask for prayers for some family members of mine and their salvation. Um, I want prayers for my son. Very much so. His name is Bryce. Absolutely. Miss Ruby. Yes, I would like to um, add Bob. He's suffering with some pain. So if you just keep him on the prayer list. Absolutely. Who else tonight? Brother Charles. Uh, real quick, one from Sue Thompson. Uh, they're asking for prayer for Ben's appointment he has, uh, that he has tomorrow. It's an MRI of his foot and a follow-up in the afternoon uh, about the MRI and to talk about surgery or surgeries. Um, and then also just a quick update on Kobe. Um, the last couple days, last few days have been good. Um, we've been dealing this with, with this for about like eight months now where every single day he's had a temperature, but the last three days he's not had one. Amen. And so... Praise the Lord. I'm not, not ready to be like, oh, everything's good. You know, take it day by day. Um, but uh, things, are, things are seeming to improve. So we oh, praise, praise the Lord for the that. Lord. Amen. We've been praying for that for a while. Amen. Anyone else tonight? Isaac, would you bring one up here? Okay. Absolutely. Ask the Lord to, to comfort in a way that only he can. Pray for Dan and Amanda and the family. Anyone else tonight? Before we go to the Lord in a word of prayer. All right, here's what I'd like to see is, oh, Larry. Don't want to forget Larry. I can't forget Larry. Larry Petrie. My uh, brother-in-law, 95, uh, down in Florida, they, uh, a few days ago, were talking, pulling the plug. He was bad. They figured he was going to die within hours. Uh, he's recouped significantly. He's out of the hospital in, in uh, what's the word I want, rehab. They put him in rehab this afternoon. Oh, he was supposed to be dead a couple of days ago. Wow. We will pray for him, for sure. All right, here's what I'd like to see us do tonight, if we could. Let's take some time. And church, I want to I encourage you, yes, pray for the list, but I want you to find somebody tonight to pray with. And uh, maybe 
we pray for things on the list. Maybe we pray for something in particular for one another. If we do that, then I'd like us to find somebody else to pray with tonight. And church, let's, let's find some people. Let's agree together in the Lord. And let's take these requests before the Lord. Church, there are some, there are some heavy needs here tonight. There are some folks on our list tonight who are bound by strongholds and addictions. But we know, we know who the one is that can truly set them free. Amen? We know that there are weapons available that are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. And so, church, it it then behooves us to take some time and agree together and ask the Lord to do these things. Pray with one another. to Pray for one another. And so, church, I want you to find somebody tonight. I want you to take some time and I want you to pray and maybe even find some bodies. Church, let's take these requests to the Lord in prayer. Brother Evan, if you would, put a little bit of music on for us. And church, let's pray together at this time.
Lord, what a beautiful thing it is to hear the voices of your people bringing requests before your throne. God, I thank you that we know that we can come to tonight with confidence that though you are high and though you are holy, Lord, that you delight to condescend to hear and answer the cry of your children. Lord, there are many needs tonight. We are a needy people. God, I pray especially for those tonight in spiritual bondage. Lord, many were mentioned, some by name. Lord, you know the hearts and you know the needs, but God, we know that you are the answer. And so, Lord, I pray, I pray that you would intervene. Lord, that you would, if, 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 if the folks, Father, don't know the Lord Jesus as their Savior, Lord, that first of all, they get saved. And then I pray that you, their Savior, would set them free. Father, I pray work. Lord, as, as was mentioned as well, Lord, we pray a special grace and comfort, Lord, for the, for the families of those in spiritual bondage. Lord, that you would just give them peace and give them grace. Lord, we'll pray as well tonight for those, Lord, who are in grief. Lord, I thank you even for, Lord, the grief share that we have taking place right now at the radio. Lord, bless, bless, I pray, that program. Bless, I pray, those folks. Lord, I pray, though, that you be with Jim and Kay Bryant. They've experienced some loss. Lord, I pray that you would just, Lord, just be with them. Lord, for Dan and Amanda and the family and that whole situation. Lord, it seems sometimes like from a human standpoint, we're at a loss for words or at a loss for action. But Lord, it is good to know that, Lord, though we may not know, may not know the words, that we know that you are the answer. And so, Lord, I pray that you would be a peace that passes all understanding. Lord, I pray that uh, even in the midst of a difficult situation, Lord, that you be glorified. Lord, help this family, I pray. And Lord, we love you. Lord, what a joy it is to know that there's nothing too big for our God. Lord, what a joy it is to know that there's nothing too small for our God. That you're already, always ready to hear. And that you delight to answer. We thank you for being a good father in which our soul can safely trust. Lord, help us, I pray, as a church to remember these requests, to remember one another. And Lord, I pray that even as you move our hearts, that you'd help us to be obedient in being part of the answer, to give comfort. Lord, to share the gospel. Lord, to love. Lord, to be present for those around us in need. Help us, I pray. Hear us, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, church, for praying. As you return to your seats, uh, we're grabbing our Bibles and we're going to be looking in God's Word tonight again. At Ephesians chapter 3, this is uh, where we were last week. We're going to be continuing the same line of study this week. Ephesians chapter 3, and it's kind of a little mini-series we're doing. I call it a church prayer list where we are looking at the prayers of the Apostle Paul. And uh, we are looking at the things that Paul prayed for for the churches. 
and seeing these things to add to our list as well. Ephesians 3, and I want to encourage you, grab your Bibles. Uh, just like last Wednesday, outside of our opening text, I'm not going to put any scripture on the screen. We're going to be turning to them together in God's Word. If you don't have a copy of God's Word with you, there's one there in front of you in the pew. Feel free to use it, and if you need one, feel free to have it. Uh, I believe everybody needs a copy of God's Word, Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, we're going to read verses 13 through 21. I invite you, if you would, to stand with me out of respect for the reading of God's Word. Looking here again at a church prayer list, Paul writes, Wherefore I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is for your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Would you read the next three verses in unison with me? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Paul concludes this prayer in verses 20 and 21. He says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end, Amen. Father, tonight as we look into your word, we ask that you open our hearts. Lord, open our eyes that we might behold wondrous things from your law. Open our hearts, Lord, that as we hear, we might heed everything you have for us tonight. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Prayer matters. Prayer matters. I love the verse in Jeremiah 33.3 where... The Lord says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You know, prayer for the people of God is essential and impactful. The reality is that I as a Christian, I as a father, I as a husband, I as a pastor, I as a human being will never be stronger than when I am on my knees before the throne. That's true for us as a church as well. We will never be stronger as a church than when we are on our knees before the throne of God. You know, church, I feel challenged personally and as a pastor to look and deepen our prayer list. You know, it's not that we shouldn't pray for physical things. When I look at, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, if you would. Matthew chapter 6, hold your finger in Ephesians 3. When I look at Jesus' model prayer or example prayer, I do see that Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread, right? So it's not that we shouldn't ever pray for physical things. But don't you notice the makeup of this prayer? Matthew 6, beginning in verse number 9. There Jesus says, After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed, glorified be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. 
And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So I got five verses of a model prayer. Let me ask you tonight, church, how many of those verses deal with physical things? How many? One, give us this day our daily bread. And it's the shortest verse in the prayer. So church, it's not that we should never pray for physical things, but the reality is that physical things shouldn't be all that we pray for. Or if we follow the model prayer, physical things shouldn't even be the majority of what we pray for. Back to Ephesians chapter 3, we've been studying Paul's prayers for local churches. These are things that the Holy Spirit led the Apostle Paul to pray for for these churches. And by the way, we're finding that these are things that we still need to pray for today. Last week we looked at verse 16, or really 13 through 16, and we looked at the reality that we should be praying with an inward focus, uh, that, that we be strengthened in our inner man. We should be praying for an intervening Father that God would give us and grant us these things. And we should be praying with an intentional faith that so often we have not because we ask not. Tonight, I want to add another thing from this church prayer to our own prayer. And that is what we find really in verses 17, 18, and 19. And that is that we might know the love of Christ. Can I ask you tonight, what does the love of Christ mean to you? I ask you tonight, what does the love of Christ mean for you? You know what I find very often is that we believe in it. You know, I believe in the love of Christ, philosophically, but I struggle to practically receive it in my day-to-day life. But tonight, I want us to see the importance of the love of Christ and why we should, like the Apostle Paul, pray that God would allow us to know it more fully every single day. Look with me at Ephesians 3, look at verse 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Of course, the speaking of the love of Christ as the context teaches. Why should we pray for a more full understanding and a more full appreciation for the love of Christ? Number one, because the love of Christ grounds us. It grounds us. That ye, being rooted and grounded in love, the love of Christ, church, is the base and basis for all that we do. Paul here gives two illustrations. The first, that of a botanist, that we be rooted in the love of Christ. What are roots? They are the source of stability and sustenance. That from the love of Christ, we gain our stability as Christians. That from the love of Christ, we draw our sustenance as Christians. Paul mentions not just rooted, he mentions grounded. This is a building term. It means like the foundation. And as I think of a foundation, I realize that a foundation of a building is the source of sustainability and strength. It doesn't matter how beautiful it looks on the outside. If it's not founded on something strong, it will not stand the tests of time or life. It won't do it. Why should we pray to better know, greater know the love of Christ? 
Because the love of Christ, it grounds us. Christian, church, we will never grow beyond our grasp of Christ's love. We will never grow beyond our grasp of the love of Christ. The deeper we grasp the love of Christ for us, the higher and stronger we can grow. Therefore, the love of Christ is the base and basis for who we are and for all that we do. In other words, if I want to be a strong Christian, if I want to be a growing Christian, if I want to have the sustenance and stability that I need as a Christian, hear me, it comes not from learning how to love yourself. Uh Uh-uh. It doesn't come from learning how to love yourself, but in learning that you are loved by the Savior. Now, I'm going to tell you, that seems elementary. Well, duh, I know God loves me. But hear me how quickly we question it when things get hard. Well, if God really loved me, would life be this hard? If God really loved me, would they have walked out of my life? If God really loved me, would I have lost? Would I be struggling with? How quickly, how quickly we question the love of Christ. But it's important to note, church, we will never grow beyond our love of Christ. It is the base and the basis for who we are and all that we do because Christ loves us. The love of Christ, it grounds us. It roots us. It's our foundation. It's our source of stability and sustainability of sustenance and strength, knowing that you are loved. I'm going to tell you, a lot of Christians, they struggle to be grounded in God's love. You know why? Because they don't always feel lovable or deserving of the full measure of God's love. I saw this a lot working with teenagers as a youth pastor. And, 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 they wouldn't receive love. Some of them would push everybody away. There was one young lady in particular. I remember she wouldn't let anybody sit with her. So my wife and I went over. No, it's not yours. So I went over. And my wife and I sat on either side. She said, you don't have to sit here. I said, I know, but I am. She said, you can leave. I said, but I won't. But that's what they do. And we don't feel deserving of love. We don't feel lovable or deserving of the full measure of God's love. You know, those moments when I really don't like me. You know, let's be honest. Those moments where I really don't like me, I'm tempted to think that he really can't love me. But I want you to see what the Bible says. Look at Romans chapter 5. Look at Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, and we'll read together verses 7 and 8. Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 7, the Bible says, For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet, peradventure, for a good man, some would even dare to die. Read number 8, verse 8 in unison together. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet Christ died for us. So, God showed his love when I cleaned up my act. Is that what it says? God showed his love when I learned to love myself. Is that what it says? No, it says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's how God showed his love. 
First John chapter 4 and verse 19, it says, We love him. Why? Because he first loved us. And that's the thing, understanding that we are loved. We were loved before we were ever Christians. And the only reason we can love him is because he first loved us. When you come to understand that you are loved by Christ, I'm going to tell you, it changes things. It grounds you. I love the thought, God calls us beloved in Scripture. Because he intends for us to be loved and know it. You know, 50 plus times we find in Scripture that God loves us. And oh, that God would help us to know the love of Christ more fully. Why? Because it grounds us. I'm going to tell you, some of us who do the spiritual roller coaster, up, down, yes, no, all around, do we, don't we, does he, will we, we do it. We go everywhere but stable. I'm going to tell you, it will change and you can start to grow when you finally realize that God loves you. And Paul says, I bow my knee before the Father unto the, of our Lord Jesus Christ, that what? That ye being rooted and grounded in love. The love of Christ, it grounds us. I'm going to tell you, that's a great reason that we should pray that God would open our eyes and heart to this reality more each day. Let's keep going. Go back to verse 17. We'll read through verse 19 this time. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, would you read verse 18 in unison with me, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Why should we pray that we might know the love of Christ more fully each day? Well, number one, because the love of Christ, it grounds us. Number two, because the love of Christ, it gladdens us. It gladdens us. I love how Paul put it. He said that ye may be able to comprehend with all saints the breadth and the length and the depth and the height. You know, this is one of those passages that will overwhelm your heart and mind if you will slow down and give it the time it deserves. Paul is calling us to attempt to measure the love of God in concrete terms. Comprehend simply means to lay hold of, to take possession of, to make one's own. It is a conscious purpose decision to pursue and to apprehend, that we are to lay hold with purpose to know the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of the love of Christ for us. Well, let's dive in. What does the length mean? Length means how long. How long has God loved you? Let's measure it. From birth? From salvation? How long has God loved you? From eternity past. Look at Jeremiah 31. Turn there if you would. Jeremiah 31. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Jeremiah. That's not right, but... 
Jeremiah 31. And verse number 3. Here it says, The Lord hath appeared of old, saying unto me, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn thee. We saw it before that God commendeth. He demonstrated his love for us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, they might have said it this way when I was growing up, where I was growing up. Before you were a twinkle in your mama's eye, God loved you. From eternity past, God has loved you. How long is the love of God? It's not from birth, it's not from salvation, but from eternity past. What about the breadth? That means how wide. How wide is God's love for you? I'm going to tell you, God's love is not narrow. God's love is not defined by custom or creed. God's love is as wide as the cross. Jesus said in John 15, Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friend. The love of Christ was wide enough for the Pharisee Nicodemus to come. The love of Christ was wide enough for a Samaritan woman who'd been married five times to come. The love of Christ was wide enough for a thief on the cross to come. The love of Christ was wide enough for a Peter who had denied the Lord Come. The love of Christ was wide enough some 2,000 odd years later for me to come. For you to come. How wide is His love? It's not narrow. It's not defined by custom or creed. It's as wide as the cross. Let me ask you, what about depth? Let's measure that. How deep is God's love? How deep? How deep is God's love from us? It's as deep as Heaven to earth. It's as deep as from earth to the grave. From the grave to glory. How deep is God's love? Let me ask you, what about the height? How high is God's love? Oh, Paul says that I reckon that the sufferings of this life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Comprehend, Paul says, lay hold of, perceive, measure God's love. How long it is, how wide it is, how deep it is, how high it is. And I'm going to tell you, this gladdens the heart. I'm going to tell you, this especially gladdens the heart if you struggle with the spiritual treadmill. What is the spiritual treadmill? You know, I've met a lot of Christians who have the treadmill performance-based view of God's love. What is that, you say, preacher? Well, that's where I get on the treadmill, and I know God loves me if I did my devotions this morning. And I know He loves me if I passed out a gospel track like I, I should have. And, and I know He loves me if, if I came to church, or, or if I gave, or if I... Or maybe the treadmill looks like this. I know God wants to love me if just I don't... Sin anymore, or struggle anymore, or, or stumble anymore, or have those thoughts anymore, or have those desires anymore. And we get on the treadmill and, and we try to run and earn God's love. And 
The thing about the spiritual treadmill is it leads people to run and run and run and run and run. And you don't ever get anywhere but tired, frustrated, and disappointed in yourself and the Savior. By the way, I seem to know a lot about this one because this is my struggle. Especially early in my Christian life. You know, there was a Bible verse I really didn't like. It's in the book of James. It's, he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And I would say, Lord, well, I know it's good to read my Bible. So, like, when do I stop? Well, I know it's always good to read more, so if I don't do it, it's... (sighs) But here's what happens when I measure the love of God. I find that the love of Christ for me is not earned by what I do. But it has been expressed in what he has done. Church, hear me tonight. You cannot earn more of God's love. I can hear you. Yes, I can, preacher. I'm going to live a holy life. I'm going to pass out a hundred gospel tracts. I'm going to sing in the Easter choir. I can. I can earn more of God's love. I can make him love me. No, you can't. No, you can't. He loves you. He loves you fully. He expressed it on the cross. You're not going to earn it, but you can choose to receive it. You can't earn God's love. You can recognize it, and you can receive it. Just be loved, beloved. And here's why it gladdens us. Because when I measure it, do you know what I find? I find that no matter where I go, that the love of Christ reaches even me. That I'm never too far gone for the love of Christ. It reaches even me. No matter the content of my performance, the character of his person doesn't change. Stop some time and measure the breadth of God's love. Measure the length of God's love. Measure the depth of God's love. Measure the height of God's love. And I promise you it will gladden your heart. Oh, why should we pray and ask the Lord to help us? To more fully know Christ's love for us. Well, because it grounds us. Because it gladdens us. Let me give you one more. Look at verse number 19. The Bible says, And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Why should we add this to our church prayer list that we might come to know the love of Christ more fully? Why is this worth our... Why should we bring this before the Father? Why, church? Number one, because it grounds us. Number two, because it gladdens us. But number three, because the love of Christ, it grows us. Oh, it grows us. When I more fully comprehend God's love for me, it grows me. There in verse 19 it says, And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, 
That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Paul prayed that this church would know. And that idea of know there is an experiential knowing. That we would know intimately, not just with head knowledge, but with relational experience. That we would know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. Now, if you're a very black and white A equals B, B equals C, therefore A equals C kind of guy like me. Like it's got to work out. Don't tell me to know something that I can't know. It hurts my head. Why are you telling me to know that which passeth knowledge? Paul, you're setting me up for failure. What do you mean? Is this a contradiction? Is this an impossibility to be called to know that which was beyond knowing? But you know, this is not a call to do the impossible, but a call to increase every day. It's a call, if you would, to grow. It's a call to go deeper, to go further, to go fuller. It's a call to lay aside my preconceived notions, my ever-changing feelings, and to search out the unsearchable depths of the love of Christ. We are called to know what is unknowable and to search what is unsearchable and the knowledge of the love of Christ. I'm going to tell you, to exhaust it is not possible this side of heaven. But what a joy to explore it deeper and deeper every day. And grows us. And here's what happens. Look at the verse. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. Why? That ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. That means the more that I know the love of Christ, the more that I can become like Him. So what happens? The more we explore it, the more it will enlarge us. The more that we are enlarged by the love of Christ, the more it will empower us. Because here's the spiritual reality. You and I cannot experience and explore the love of Christ without beginning to exhibit the love of Christ in the way we live. As we are filled with the fullness of God. What happens? What do we know about God's heart for the world? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. His only begotten son. Why hasn't Jesus come back? Oh, 2 Peter chapter 3. God is not slack in his promises. His son then counts slackness. But why why hasn't Christ returned? God is long-suffering to us. Not willing that any should perish. That all should come to repentance. Here's the thing. As I explore and as I I engage with the love of Christ. And and I receive the love of Christ. Experience and explore it. I begin to exhibit the love of Christ. As the fullness of God takes hold of my heart. Because what goes on inside of us can't help but come out of us. And we are to grow. To be filled up progressively more and more and more according to verse 19 right to the measure of the fullness of God preacher 
When can I stop growing? When you are filled with all the fullness of God. And might I say gently tonight, in love, you ain't there yet. You ain't there yet. And so what do we do? God, I want to grow in your love each day. God, I want it to ground me. God, gladden my heart. God, grow me. That the Father would so fill me with the love of Christ that it grows me to the fullness of all that God has for me. What a request. I think we ought to add it to our prayer list. That we might know the love of Christ. That passive knowledge. Can I ask you tonight, as very often we consider the fact that Jesus loves me, we consider it to be a pretty elementary thought. Can I ask you tonight, how long has it been since your heart has been moved by the fact that Jesus loves you? How long has it been since your heart has been moved by that truth? Jesus loves you. I don't care who you are tonight. I don't care what you've done. God loves you. And while you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. The Bible says that our sin separated us from God. But God loved us so much that we couldn't come to him. He came to us. The Bible says that the wages, the consequences, the penalty of my sin is death. But the Bible says that Jesus loved me so much that he died on the cross. I had, a, I had a young child ask me one time, why did Jesus have to die? Kids ask hard questions a lot. I had a kid ask me, Barry, I had a kid ask me, so God is love, right? I said, yes. He said, does God love the devil then? I said, that sounds like a great question for junior church. So, uh, <laughs> whoo. The Bible says that the wages of my sin is death, that I deserve to be separated from God in a place called hell forever. But God loved me so much that He died on a cross. He took my death that I might receive His life. The Bible says He loves me so much that 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 forgiveness and that life is offered freely to whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. I hope you know him. If you're here tonight and you don't know for sure that you're a child of God, that your sins are forgiven, you don't know for sure that you've got a home in heaven one day, get it settled before you leave. After the service is over, myself or any one of us would love to take God's word and show you how you too can be saved. Church, the love of Christ is the answer. It's the answer for our salvation. It's the answer for our sanctification. Do you want to grow? The love of Christ is the answer. Not your effort, the love of Christ. It's the answer for our satisfaction. It seems so elementary. And I, maybe that's why we're so quick to leave it in junior church. But Jesus loves me. It's still the answer. And maybe tonight we need to add, God, help me. Help me. To understand deeper and more fully each day the love you have for me. Maybe we need to add that to our prayer list tonight. To ask the Lord to overwhelm our hearts with his love again. To help, ask him to help us to know the unknowable.
to be filled with his fullness. Ask him to help us to make the love of Christ our foundation, our fixation. Tonight, I know we've had a time of prayer, but we're going to have another. And why don't we add this to our church prayer list? Father, we love you. And Lord, we thank you for your love for us. Lord, help our hearts to be stirred once more by the reality, by the depth, by the profoundness of Christ's love for us. Thank you for loving me. Help me to understand and appreciate it more fully each day. In Jesus' name we pray. Could we stand together tonight, heads bowed and eyes closed. God, help us to know your love. Let's add it to the prayer list tonight. Church, as God has spoken to you, would you respond to him? The altar is open. You're here tonight and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your Savior. Get my attention. would love to take God's word and show you how you can. As God has spoken to you, would you respond to him?
close out this time of invitation, could we sing this song together? Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. Jesus loves me. This I know. us a greater understanding and appreciation for the love that he has towards us each day. And church, as he does that, hey, let's make sure what's inside of us don't stay inside of us. Amen. Let's share with the world the love of God. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday.